Hello all, it's time for Christmas. Well, almost. Uh, it's coming up! I'm in a pretty good mood, despite the fact that I had some, uh, I had some mishaps today. Uh, well... It's continuing on today. It started about two days ago, three days ago. I was a, uh, I got a, uh, 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 some bulk mail. I finally got some mail, which was lovely because uh, I got, I got sick and tired of, of uh, trying to use my broken key to get into my mail. So I, I, I watched a few YouTube clips about pickpocketing and, 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 and unlocking things, and I, I went in there with a hammer and I just smashed, the, I smashed the, the, the front off when that got frustrating, and, and I found months and months worth of mail. Most of it bad news, but one, one thing in particular, I found very, very uh, uh, wonderful. It was a, a three-day free gym membership yeah, for 24-hour fitness. So I go in there, they give me the whole speech, whatever. The gym is nice. What, I, what I'm very excited about is the shower. They had a real working shower, which, uh, uh, you know, it was a luxury for me, as you know, my, uh, my bathtub, my bathtub area is mostly, I, I would say, a winery. I use it to make bathtub wide more than I use it to shower. I, 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 I use the sink, which is perpetually leaking, to, to wash my hands and face, and, and once a week the rest of it. But uh, uh, a real honest-to-God shower was, was quite lovely. And a communal shower, too, so I got to have a little bit of that. Got to see what, what everybody looks like. Everybody's sort of hanging out, showing it off, which is fun. And uh, uh, wouldn't you know it, they had free soap there, so I was using a bar of soap. And uh, this, this is where, this is where the, the, the danger happens. I was getting a little overzealous. I was soaping myself up in this bar soap. I hit myself pretty hard in one of the testicles. Really, I took a hard shot there. I was very excited. I was, it was, I was thinking to myself, having a, having a grand old time, and then wham. Hit that left testicle really, really hard. I almost blacked out. I had to brace myself on the wall and. About 45 minutes later, I, I, I left. I left that shower. I was very pruney. It swollen. Got home. Thought that thought that everything would be fine. You know, oh, you, know you just hit yourself with the the body heals, right? The body heals itself. It's been three days. Still swollen. But uh, nice to get my mail. Let's take some calls. We're taking phone calls. Take those calls. I'm gonna listen to the calls And then I'll answer Wash yourself But be careful, wash yourself If you have access to showers Maybe liquid soap in the future Just too dangerous Hey Dan I'm sitting in my car Sitting in my garage while it's running Well I think you know what I'm trying to do. You seem like the type of guy that's run his car in his garage once or twice before, but the reason why I'm calling you, Dan, is because I've been sitting here in my garage for the last 45 minutes, and I'm still awake. How long does it take for this stuff to go into effect? Let me know. All right. Well, with any luck, you won't be able to get this message because you are successful in what you are trying to do. Uh, I have a problem with your premise. You said you sound like a guy who's uh, let your car run a few times. 
You probably know how long it takes to do this thing. Well, think about that for a second, will you? I mean, if I had done it a couple times and I had done it successfully, I would have passed away. That would have been a suicide, a successful suicide, and not just a cry for help or a call for help on a public hotline. Anyway, uh, 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 I have not tried to kill myself that way. There was a time when I had a car. It was when I was in middle school. Uh, uh, interim vice principal and a young man set it on fire. He told me he was going to, and then he did it. And I told the police about it. And they said, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. That kid's a hero. How long does it take to kill yourself in a driveway? I, from what I hear, about 25 minutes? I guess it depends on the size of the uh, uh, the, the, the driveway or, 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 the, or the garage or, or what kind of car do you have. Are, are you trying to kill yourself with an electric car? Because I don't think that's going to... Anyway, best of luck to you, kid. Next call. Hi, Dan. This is Lee Foster. I'm calling you. Uh, I don't know who else to call. I just... I'm like frantically like pacing around my apartment like I'm shaking a little bit. I haven't, haven't been able to eat. I don't even know where to start. Okay, so last Friday I got a call from my agents. They said that they, they had this um, commercial audition for me, right? And I said, what was it, what, what's it for? You know? And they said it's for Cheerios. It was for the General Mills brand and the spot was going to be for Cheerios. Dan, I, I can't even express to you how perfect this was. I get up every morning and I eat a bowl of Cheerios. I mean, maybe that doesn't seem like uh, out of the ordinary to you, but this is something that I've done my entire life. I mean, since I was since time immemorial, I've been eating Cheerios. I just think they're the best, the best breakfast food. I mean, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people think that. I don't know. I, I just, I don't even know how to get the taste of that. What is it? Is it wheat? I don't know. Anyways, they sent me the specs. There was no script, but it was a national commercial. They sent me the specs. It's like perfect for me. 20, 27. I'm 27. I think it was like 25 to 30 year old white male, tall. It's me, Dan. It was perfect. So I go to the audition and uh, it went well. And it went so well. I mean, as I'm walking out, the, the, uh, the client was there and he kind of like, kind of like looked at me and like gave me that kind of that that look that means like you nailed it man like you rocked that shit kind of like winked at me as I'm leaving but like it wasn't like it, it was kind of like a half wink because he like can't doesn't want like other people to see it you know because but he wanted to be like this is done I mean this is just shut the book I mean this guy where has this guy been hiding kind of a thing that's kind of like the look he gave me and I gotta tell you, man, I need, I needed that commercial so bad. I mean, I'm kind of running really low on funds, and I've been trying and trying and trying to keep my, trying to keep my positivity up, and it's just tough. It's just tough. It gets hard sometimes, you know. Anyways, so I get a, I get an email. I get an email from my agent like an hour after I left the audition. She said, "You're the number one pick." She said, "You're the number one pick. This one's done." I mean, don't worry about it. Go out and celebrate. Be happy. That's what she said. She said, be happy. So I went out. I mean, I'm spending all kinds of money. I'm out at the bars. I'm buying people drinks, people I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just a happy guy. <sighs> Monday morning rolls around. 
and she, uh, my agent, calls me, and I'm thinking this is going to be the details. This is going to be the, the, uh, you know, she's going to tell me the wardrobe, where I have to be, when I have to be on set, my call time, stuff like that. And she says two words. She says bad news. She said you didn't get it. I gotta ask you, Dan. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling here, man. What do I do now? What do I do now? I just kind of wish I could sleep and not wake up. I just, I don't know, man. Just call me back if you could. I'll, I'll be sitting here. I'll be waiting. Hello, hello. Is, uh, is uh, Lee there? Is this Lee? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Dan? Yeah, this is Dan Rodan, an acting coach, Dan Rodan, and teaching actors how to act. Uh, uh, and uh, oh. I, I, I just got your message. I got to tell you, you're a heck of a storyteller. It was a, it was a roller coaster ride. I was, I was, uh, I was uh, very jealous of you. That I was happy for you. And that I was happy you didn't get it. And then I felt bad for you. It was a, I, I got to tell you, the twists and turns all the way around. And uh, 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 so I guess the big question is, how, how you doing there, champ? Um, I gotta say, I'm not doing so well, Dan. Not um, so well. No, I'm not. I'm not doing so hot, man. You have any Cheerios in the house? Yeah, I, I got. I got about a half a box, I think, but I can't really bring myself to really look at it. <laughs> right, right. You get. You're, you're angry. You're angry. You're feeling sad. You feel depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's pretty much it, Dan. So you got the call from your agent. The agent said bad news. Before that, they said be happy. You spent all that money up. You, 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 would you lease a car or anything? Or you just buy drinks. I bought a lot of drinks. I, I bought a lot of drinks for myself. There was like a homeless guy outside of the Walgreens where I bought most of the drinks. And oh, I, so you, were, you were buying the drinks at a Walgreens. You weren't even at a bar. Well, I bought a bunch of booze and I drank it in my apartment before I went to the bar. But I bought. A homeless guy, and he said he had like a family that he needed to uh, provide booze. He to. had to get alcohol so, like, for his I, family, of course. Right, so I bought him a lot of booze. Would you buy him like? Uh, wait, wait, when you say booze, are you talking uh, like big, big old uh, bottles of alcohol, or or just like a thirty-six pack of Keystone Light? What are we talking here? How much? Well, how much he, money did you spend? Well, he came into the he came into the store with me, and he just kind of filled up a. a what do you call them? Little carrier thing. And I didn't really look at what he had. And then I just, I didn't look at the total. I just swiped yeah. it, but I would guess 200 Sure, $200 a, a, on alcohol for a homeless person as, as a way to celebrate a Cheerios commercial. Uh, if, yeah. If if I were you, I, I, I probably would have gone to a bar and probably talked to a bunch of young, young aspiring starlets or, or, uh, uh, People, I, I, I try to impress, get them inebriated, take them back to my place, and uh, you know, sort of explore each other's bodies. You, uh, a much better man than I, decided to go out there and do a little charity work. That that warms the heart. And have you seen this man since? Did you go back to the Walgreens and say, "Hey, uh, homeless guy who uh, hopefully is still alive and not and not dead from alcohol poisoning because you don't know how to control yourself"? It turns out, I didn't have that money to spend. So it's it's up to you to go out there and beg for two hundred dollars worth, pay me back. That was kind of a load, sort of an alcohol load. Is that is that the kind of thing that you'd be willing to uh, uh, take on your shoulders there? Uh, well, I don't. I'm not. 
entirely sure if I'm going to be able to leave my apartment. Sure, yeah. Got to do the recluse thing for a while. I don't know. I kind of have to avoid my landlord sure. as well. Uh, I don't have rent you, today. You don't? He already shut off. He already shut off my water. Shut off the water? I've been there. Do you, do you have electricity? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any lights on here. I, I'm not sure. Sure. Just just sitting just sitting by yourself, filthy in your own room. Something I know I know well and uh, actually could be quite comforting. But it's starting to smell kind of like an outhouse in here because I right I to go to the bathroom a couple times and I don't have I can't flush. So you've toilet. been you've, you've been a, you've been still using that toilet then. Yeah, and the, it's a little bit cold today in Chicago, and they turned the heat on for some reason, and I can't figure out how to turn it off. So I can't right. talk to the landlord. I have to avoid him, so it's kind of like a so the whole hot. the house smells like a nice warm stool. Yeah, bad. That's that. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough way to do it. So you're locked into that house. You 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 don't have the emotional emotional wherewithal to to exit the building. You're afraid of the uh, of the landlord. You're sort of sitting in the stench of 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 all of the victory beer that you drank uh, in in fecal form. That is a rough. That is a yeah. that is a rough way to be. That is a rough position to be in. Just thinking about the failure that is your life. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That sums it up, huh? <laughs> oh, I tell you, cry, crying is probably not a good idea because the fact that you uh, they, they turned off your water, you're going to want to conserve fluids. Maybe you could make me feel better. So what? Like phone sex? Do you think I'm a good actor? What do you, oh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm looking at your reel right now. And, uh... Can we... Can, can we you mind if we, mind if we play a clip? Do you mind if we play a clip from your reel over the audio here? So we can hear some of that, uh, hear your voice acting reel? Yeah, go for that one. Yeah, let's hear it. Reaction. The new men's fragrance from Kenneth Cole. Amstel Light. Could be the world's best-tasting light beer. Brewed with all natural ingredients. Open minds... Open Amstel's, 250 cities, 40 countries, one airline, American Airlines. Why stop? I think we all know what roses smell like. Amp Energy Drink from Mountain Dew. Before economies grow, before communities thrive and countries prosper, human ingenuity and powerful resources connect, leading the way to remarkable results. I can tell you. Uh, Play with uh, the world's best. You have to train. You got you got a nice voice, and uh, it sounds good. And uh, uh, well, uh, the, the, what it really makes me want to do is cover myself in cologne, drink an Amstel Light, and fly around the country. Uh, so what we're gonna do? Okay, so you had an audition for the Cheerios commercial. Cheerios are delicious. Uh, I did look it up, and I think it is wheat. I think they are made from wheat and oats. You had the interview, you had the, uh, you had the uh, uh, audition, and in the audition, you said that it went really well, you got a half a wink from the guy, which, in many cases, is better than a whole wink, because it is what other people who know that you're, he's winking. Could, could you like, give, me a, give me a breakdown, give me a blow by blow, if you will, of, of what happened there in, in, in that audition? Okay. I walked in, there was about seven clients, I think. I don't know who they are. All of them I white, didn't... all of them between the ages of 20 and 27, right? Well, no, no, no. I'm saying the client, like when I walked into the room, like the client, like the General right. Mills people. Right. I did. I, I thought maybe you meant walking into the waiting room, but no. You walked into the room. There are seven people there. You have to impress. 
I generally don't notice who's in the waiting room. I'm so focused. Yeah, that's that's not a I good sign. I kind of zone out. People are kind of talk to me, trying to say hi to me, and I don't answer. I'm in the zone. You're in the zone. So to go into the casting room, there's a table with a bowl of Cheerios. No milk. No milk. No milk. Plastic spoon. Sit down, and the casting director tells me that I'm supposed to have a little girl. I'm supposed to have a little girl that's going to be in the spot with me. You were supposed to bring a little girl with you to the audition. Yes. They actually asked me to bring a little girl to the audition, but I I couldn't find one. And you couldn't find one. Okay. I, I don't have one, and I couldn't find one under the circumstances. See, that, this is one of those moments where you're in the lobby. If you worked in the zone, maybe you could try to find one of the little girls in there who's trying to double her odds. So, tip number one. I probably should have done that. So you sit down, you got the spoon, they say you should have had a little girl. You're like, well, you know, you should have had milk, dickhead. And, uh, 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 and then what happened? So I had to pretend that there was a little girl. They told me where the little girl was going to be. They hit record. Everybody was staring at me. They said... Now do certain things. They wanted me to do certain things like smile. Sure. Then I'd say, okay, so take a bite of the Cheerios, then smile again. Yeah. Then take another bite. That was about it. Were you hungry when you walked in? Medium. You were medium hungry. Medium hungry. All right. Well, you, yeah, it, it sounds like you timed that perfectly at least. Okay. So you walk in there, you're five out of ten, so you can really, you can just smile about it. You can have total control. Over the, over the taste buds. You know, if you're a little too hungry, then you come across as desperate. If you're not hungry enough, you come across as over it. But I think you, that part, I think you did right. And uh, so you, yeah. you take two bites of the Cheerios, you smile both times, and then who winked at you? Which one of them winked at you? I don't know who he was. He was the one of the people. He was sitting on the far end of the couch, like right behind me when I was walking out of the casting yeah. room. And that's when he did it. Did you wink back? No, should I have? I think you should have. Somehow, in this audition, you blew it. How'd you blow it? What's your gut tell you? I think maybe my I think my first rea- my first reaction when my agent told me that I didn't get it was probably because the client knew that I hate. Maybe they're like, I hate people. They think you hate they people. see that. Did you have any uh, anti-Semitic tattoos or anything uh, that were visible? How, how would they know that you hate people? Well, I don't know, but sometimes I get kind of, um, I just get sort of, it's probably just uh, paranoid. Sure. But I, I get sort of paranoid that people can tell that I hate them and other people just because I, I, it's, it's such a strong feeling that yeah. I feel like it kind of comes out of every one of my pores. I feel like you're sweating hate. Yeah. Where, where does that hate come from, do you think? Is it just sort of a, just your run-of-the-mill kind of hate, or did something happen to you, or just, uh, oh, it's such a cruel world, I gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah, feel my own hate and just spread my hate everywhere, or is it some kind of a, did, did something serious happen? What, where does the hate come from? I, I don't, really know. The psychiatrist always said that it was something that would uh, pass. They told my parents that it would probably pass if I got older. Something, and my something parents would pass. Tried to put, 
They tried to put me up for adoption a couple times, but well, that's uh, that's 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 an uncomfortable feeling. How old were you when they tried to do that? Uh, there was a couple times when I was like six, and then later on when I was like thirteen, and then once when I was sixteen. Right. I think I have both dates right. Right. So so six years old, then legally they could put you up for adoption. I think anything after that, like the thirteen year old, the sixteen year old, more or less, they were just they were just being cruel at that point. That's that's just not a kind way to because legally they cannot put you up for adoption at that age. Um, what uh, what did you do to make them want to put you up for adoption? How was that your fault? I wasn't very nice to my uh, father. Classic. Yeah. Was he nice to we, you? Uh, what was he nice to you? Well, he treated me like most, uh, like most fathers do, just a general kind of right. He, he, uh, he brought you onto his trade, and then he made you pass out, and had all of his friends laugh at you, that kind of a thing. Yeah, and like he would like if he didn't, if he came, if he was drunk or something, he would like punch me in the face and stuff a few times. But other than that, it was pretty. I mean, that's pretty normal. Just stuff, dad you know? stuff. Just normal yeah. dad stuff. Yeah. <sighs> Do you have any kids? Kids? No. Yeah, me neither. I don't think so. I was hoping that one day I'd get to do all those fun dad things, but uh, I don't know if that's in the cards for you and me. I always kind of ever... I, when I started listening to your show, I sort of felt that we had a sort of connection. I, I, I've only been speaking to you for a few moments, but uh, I feel very connected to you. Maybe we could become friends. Oh, I think we already are friends. Are you my friend? I'm your friend. I don't hate you. Well, that's a great start. Because uh, uh, I sure do. <laughs> I hate me. Anyway, did you punch the girl? What? Did you punch the girl? The girl, the fake girl. Did you punch her? When you were the dad in the commercial, did you punch your daughter? Well, she, she wasn't actually in the room. Yeah, I know, but did you pant- did you pantomime punching the girl? Did you have the real living meaning as if the the child was in the room with you? I don't think so. But That's where I you blew kinda... it. That's where you blew it. That, now, oh. I'm going to give you a little piece of advice right here. The next time you're in a room and there's a fake child there and you are the father, you got to do dad stuff. <sighs> this is why you are so successful. If I had known that, I probably would have had the part. Well, a guy who looks like you, a guy who sounds like you, you're going to have other opportunities. I think that uh, the only thing that you're lacking is a little experience. And guess what? Guy who's sitting at home in the dark smelling his own shit, you are getting experience right now. This is what makes a good actor. This is how you blossom from the turd. You have to feel the pain. You can go to sleep. I know you don't want to wake up, but you got to wake up. And guess what, fuckface? Wake up! You're an actor! I believe in you. You just got to take that pain, all this pain that you're feeling right now. This pain is currency. This is what's going to make you the next Dave Gutenberg. The next Ben Affleck. The next Daniel Day. Louis Dreyfus. These are the good days. Soak up the pain. I love you. It's not your fault. It's not your fault.
not my fault. It's not your 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 fault. Uh, not your fault. It's not your fault. That number again is 917-2148-DAN. Do we have any more calls or... I don't know. Uh... Teaching actors how to act at gmail.com. That's my email. I was finally able to get it. I had to argue with the Gmail people for a while. They seemed to think that I was not an actual human being. But uh, 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 how's your algorithm, jerk? Why don't you sell more ID, I, identities to China? I'm just kidding. I, I, Google's lovely. They got those cars that drive themselves. That means I can drink as much as I want. Maybe get another car again. I hope nobody sets it on fire. This episode is brought to you by Laborless Magazine. Sociallyacceptable.org. Laborless Magazine. Which uh, is all sort of a, a, a cloaked metaphor for dicks and dads. Dads and dicks and dads and dicks and dads dick. Dad's a dick.